Malcolm Brown at one point was a, an Abib Agbatoba favorite, if I recall. That Is was that a right? lot of rostered Malcolm Brown, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm mixing that, up my handcuffs. That, that, that was that was really deep with these. That was, yeah, that was yeah, that we're, 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 I kind of started to bring the Malcolm Brown love around. No, no, that was not me. That was not me because remember I hated on Malcolm Brown. Yeah, it was me. It was okay. me. It was me. I, I was not a Malcolm Brown fan, so that was not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First and fifth. I was the right? Acres guy. Definitely. We all that one. We all lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. but Malcolm Brown started off nice that one game, right? And then he just kind of yeah. yes. He just Malcolm Brown two years in a row. Two years in a row, he had like a two touchdown game, and then like some other big game. It was two seasons in a row, and then he disappeared. So it was, yeah. it was the weirdest thing ever. Guys, we had a big game tonight, big show, big guests. Let's get to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. What is up, Fantasyland? We got a big Monday night tailgate. And like our boy ML in the chat says, he says the GOAT District in first and 15, two of his favorites, two of my favorite right now on the screen, Theo. I know we, we are big fans of these guys' show. Just I was saying just the nature, the way you guys have it so chill, but get in depth and get into some of those tussles. I want to welcome Deo back into the district, Abi back into the district. Guys, welcome back. We're going to have a big show tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, you know, First and 15 is a show that I listen to regularly. And I also talk to Abib and Dio a lot um, in the DMs. Um, you know, I've gotten to know gotten to know these guys a little bit over the years. And I really respect both of their opinions. Um, and we're also in a couple leagues together at this point. So that's always nice to have a little competition, um, mm -hmm. a little weekly competition. They're, they're members of now the, uh, the Hardway Dynasty League. Um, and then we're also in a Triflex League. And then Abib and I are butting heads in a, in a main event as well. Yeah, I remember that. How's that going? Not good. <laughs> no, that, neither, neither one of us, neither one of us are bragging about how those teams are going. But, but, it's, but it's a lot of season left. And uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll be comp competing on the waiver wire this week, too, because it's getting a little wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So as I'm sure everyone watching uh, watches your show, guys, just remind, maybe Abib, remind the people, you know, I love, I also even like the way you guys split it up. You guys do quarters, you know, like, like your businessmen, we're, we're doing quarters. So just tell the peeps a, a bit about the show real quick, where they can find it, how often you drop. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's kind of an evolving podcast an evolving show. Uh, you know, really it, it comes from a place of passion. 
a place of love for the game, for football, for fantasy football. Uh, and, you know, we, me and Dale have been going back and forth for years and uh, mm -hmm. we talk often, we text often, uh, we really kind of respect each other's mindset, but we also come from so many, you know, from very, very different places. So it's nice to be able to kind of bounce ideas off each other, to test game strategy, theories, takes on certain players, uh, because, you know, one of us will come back with something and, you know, and if there's not much weight to it, you know, then, you know, maybe it's something that, you, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, be so strongly on. So uh, we decided to, you know, put it on wax, you know, and, and start recording one day. Uh, and Chris, uh, our producer, our esteemed producer who couldn't be with us here tonight, uh, is just, you know, a, a very pivotal part of the show itself, as far mm -hmm. as kind of uh, the editing, the producing, uh, the show sheets, uh, and just uh, making sure that we actually have a show and just not two people arguing, uh, keeping us on track. <laughs> But yeah, so during the off season, I think we, you know, we try to, you know, to record at least once weekly. We start pretty, uh, pretty early in the off season, probably sometime right after the draft. Uh, and I think it's an interesting podcast because, I mean, for me, it's really just getting my ideas, you know, on tape and just getting them out there. You know, I'm someone, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very verbal, and I'm, uh, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta do, you know. I can read as much as I can read. I can listen to as many people as I can listen to, but not, it's not until I get into a draft. It's not until I talk about a certain, about a certain player or execute a certain plan until I can really figure out, you know, if, if this is something that I'm, you know, I really want to, uh, you know, employ throughout the draft season. So really it's just us just like, you know, uh, you know, laying our thoughts out uh, on video, on a pod, on audio, and, you know, uh, whoever is uh, interested in listening, uh, we, we really do hope they enjoy uh, the format. And like I said, it's evolving. So, uh, you know, listening to you guys uh, and, you know, just how professional your show is <laughs> on so many different levels. Uh, you know, you guys definitely set a certain standard uh, and not that we kind of want to be like a certain show, but there's definitely quite a bit that we kind of take, or at least that I take as far as, uh, you know, as we start to, you know, kind of improve on our current uh uh, platform and our current show uh, moving forward. Yeah, we dude, that means a lot coming from you guys. We appreciate that. And, and you guys do a really good job of staying like unique, very unique, which I love. Keep that feel to it. Um, I just wanted to, uh, oh, was I going to, Theo, I was going to, I was going to ask a beep. So, oh, first I, I got to remind the piece, man. Uh, 1912 threw it on the screen. Uh, we got our, we got a back-to-back -back champ right here. You, you know, the listeners, they, they, they listen to the show. Back to, but that's no joke, man. You know, 750 G's uh, back to back. The football guys, FFPC tournament. That's no joke. That's a hard tournament to win once, mm -hmm. let alone twice. You know, we love Abib. Uh, and, 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 you know, but if, if you need some creds to go check out the show and you haven't checked it out, there's no bigger creds than doing it. Like the man says, he learns that way, but he also does it too. So we respect that. Yeah, and I think that it's, it's important that people with skin in the game, um, you know, their opinions are heard. And you guys certainly are competing at the highest levels in the highest, you know, fantasy leagues. And I think that that's one thing we've done on the GOAT District is, you know, we've, we, we like our kind of our like-minded shows. Um, you know, we've had a number of the Draft Sharks guys on. I know you guys are close with Draft Shark guys. Um, and I think we're kind of doing it a little differently than, than a lot of the run-of-the-mill, um, you know, podcasts, which are very good. But sometimes you listen this week and there's people telling you to go pick up Rashad White. 
We're not going to have that conversation tonight. And I know you guys don't have that conversation on first and 15. So it's like, it's like two different Americas for, um, for for fantasy football right now. I, I, you know, I want to interject. I I feel like, you know, you're probably even underselling goat district. I think from a standpoint of, you know, the kind of national airways, uh, the larger fantasy sites, I think they're lagging behind or have, don't you know? Don't appreciate the uh, knowledge base that I think the general fantasy player has. The industry, I mean, the, the players are just so much sharper. So if you're not like listening to you know podcasts, you know, and shows like you know, like you know, and the uh, episodes that you guys put out, I mean, you're just so far behind. You're just so far behind. You know, you just mentioned it. I mean, there are plenty of guys that they'll talk about being on the waivers, and none of us, I think, almost none of us play in those leagues where those players are available. It just makes you a better player all around. So. No, we appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think we carved out a nice space and you guys are certainly doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And having a good team, you guys talk about Chris, I feel it feels like I can't even express how valuable he is and how much he just brings so much, man, the passion, uh, you know, the, the guests that he brings in and he, you know, it's, we all love this. And, and I think that's what comes through the most. So, you know, we appreciate uh, everyone that, that puts out this content. We appreciate you guys tuning in guys, smash the like, smash the subscribe. Get in the chat, guys. We love you guys in the chat. Ask the questions. We're going to ask some questions. Let's go quarters. Let's do – we've seen – I'm going to call it a quarter. We've seen four games. Abib, we'll go to you first. What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far this season? Uh, it's like a lesson that, like, continues to repeat itself every year. We don't know shit about shit. No. No, I actually think, uh, you know, there are a couple different things. I think, uh, you know, one of the main, you know, what seems obvious not, and I'm not necessarily sure where I'm at on this spectrum, but we definitely are seeing the shift from the uh, bell call bell cow running back. Uh, you know, or maybe we had, you know, double digits, 10 to 15 guys who were getting the far majority of catches and seeing third down work and seeing goal line work. And we're seeing that transition to where we only have, you know, a handful, if at best uh, on a weekly basis and, you know, money talks and we're seeing it in contracts as well. The NFL is also, devaluing that position and so we've seen uh quite the explosion as far as not necessarily just the boom weeks when it comes to wide receivers uh but the depth you know i mean you know you could you know we could talk about going zero rb but honestly i mean you could have been grabbing wide receivers 10th 11th 12th round that are now you know becoming like weekly starters so uh i think you know that's one thing that i think has uh been an emphasis and the other thing that I'm still trying to kind of, you know, get better at, and it just kind of comes from, you know, becoming, you know, more knowledgeable about the NFL as a whole, the real game as a whole, is I'm trying to start, I'm trying to get a better understanding of the team as a whole. You know, you take a team like the Detroit Lions, and it's one thing to understand or to know that DeAndre Swift is a badass when it comes to, you know, spark scores and just play on the field and, you know, potential league winners. Same thing with Amon Ra. He just kind of reinforced that this year. But it's another thing to kind of really look at that team as a whole and to have foresight to see that, okay, you know, maybe their defense is going to be a little bit shaky. You know, uh, you know, what do we really know about these defensive coordinators? Because it seems like they have, you know, pieces in that defensive on that defensive defensive side of the ball. But obviously, you know, they right now they're playing as one of the worst in the league. They have an elite O-line. You know, they have a competent quarterback. So is this an offense that we want to target because they're going to be constantly coming from behind, but they're competent enough on the offensive side of the ball to really support a lot of players? 
And again, this is kind of like, you know, thinking after the fact, but I really wish I would have been been able to dive a little bit deeper on, you know, on this team uh, and saying, you know what, I just want as many pieces of the Detroit Lions as possible because you would have been hitting all across the board with this team. And we'll see if it holds up. And then conversely, you know, uh, the opposite would be the, the, the Chicago Bears. You know, uh, if you look at these pieces individually, these players individually, I mean, yeah, there's some def- some talent differences here or there, but it's not as much. <laughs> I know. So, I, you know, I think, you know, kind of moving forward, that's something I'm going to try to incorporate a little bit more, looking at a, a team as a whole and an offense as a whole, because uh, I think it I think it plays a strong role as far as uh, fantasy production throughout the year. But we had no idea Eberflus was going to be such a moron. No, like the guy, the guy, they're do they're averaging sixteen, a little over sixteen pass attempts yeah. a game. I mean, it, the guy's just he's he's so bad. And so maybe this is a situation where okay, we know he's a defensive coach now, he's a defensive head coach, and maybe in the realm of unknown, we just kind of err on the side. You know what, defensive head coach move away a little bit, as opposed to like you know an offensive coordinator taking over head coach's job. Not quite sure. Maybe the first year works out. Maybe it doesn't. But let's err on the side of, you know, positivity. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, it, these things are always hard to tell. But uh, I'm hoping to kind of get better at this. And I think it does come from understanding some of the coaching tendencies. Some of these guys are new. So, you know, we only have so much information. Uh, but just understanding player personnel at some point, maybe a, a year from now or so, I think I'm going to start, you know, diving into the ID, IDP realm. And, you know, maybe that helps out a little bit. But uh, it, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, Get out of here, B. That's too much, man. IDP is a lot, man. I tried last year, man. I tried last year. I did two leagues, and I, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to take it light just for the knowledge because yeah. like you, that, it, it's very difficult to, to keep yeah. track. Just, yeah. just to give the, the Chicago 16.8 attempts per game, whereas Atlanta is the next team, the second last at 24.5. Yeah. So yeah. it's a pretty big gap even there at the bottom of the, the pool. When you're the looking the at thing it. with Chicago, though, is, I mean, we came from Matt Nagy where everybody was like he was holding back Justin Fields, the whole offense. Yeah. And we assumed that anything other than Nagy was going to be an improvement. Yeah. And you saw Komet getting the type of target share he was getting last year, Mooney. Uh, Fields, we, we, we believe in his talent. I mean, some people were thinking he was going to be a top three draft pick before Trey Lance kind of came out of nowhere. So um, just having somebody different, from Nagy just kind of gave us promise and and surprisingly uh Eberflus is seeming worse than Nagy or or maybe it's Luke Gatsy, whoever is the one in charge of that offense. Yeah. Um as far as the Lions though, <clears throat> I mean, come on, we're talking about Jared Goff. I mean, nobody was gonna believe it. Like, I don't care what you told me <laughs> during the summer, nobody was gonna tell me Jared Goff was gonna be an actual like high-end fantasy quarterback. You know, I will. I will argue this though about that. Look, we're already arguing. It's not even, you know, like not even ten minutes in. But I, I, I will argue this though. I mean, I think that you know we were, you know, we were high on DeAndre Swift uh, yeah. last year, not, yeah. not this year, but last year. I mean, we liked him this year, but last year we were high on him. And the one thing that we kept like hammering home was like this improved offensive line. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously him being a talent and their defense being bad. Mm-hmm. We were high on him, and I know you were high on Hawkinson. Yeah. And we didn't necessarily know who was going to kind of take over from the receiving. Uh, but we knew that they there was probably going to be some fantasy value there. Right. Uh, and it basically the same thing has happened, you know. Uh, again, it may just kind of be sour grapes. I, mean, I wish I had more Amon Ra. I wish I had more, you know, of this offense. But 
Uh, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying. I kind of see. What but you're but the crazy thing with the Lions is, okay, we could talk about Amon Ra, who is like kind of came out of blaze this season. Yeah. You know, kind of going crazy. Um, they they drafted Jamison Williams, who hasn't played yet. Um, they have DJ Shark, who hasn't really shown much. So they have these weapons, and you can probably talk yourself into saying Jerry Goff will have a better season. But then this past weekend, yesterday, they didn't have any of those weapons available to him. Amon Ra was gone. DJ Shark was gone. So you would think, okay, Jerry Goff would go back to a pumpkin, right? Have another bad a game. But still, he put up like 38 fantasy points. He just it's, almost, yeah. it's almost like the 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 offensive system, regardless of the weapons or, or the actual personnel is actually what's giving you a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. And that's something I missed. You know, I don't did, – did they change their well, offensive they, coordinator yeah, or something? So they went from – it went from Anthony Lynn. They yeah. fired him. And okay. that was – and and then they, they give it to Ben Johnson, who was mm -hmm. kind of a no-name guy, and he looks like the smartest guy in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They have an elite offensive line, but I think that's one thing. Like, you look at, like, the opposite yeah. of the Bears. Yeah. The Bears might have the worst in the league, yeah. and the Lions have – the Lions have – the arguably the best in the league, mm -hmm. and they go from Lynn to Ben Johnson, and Ben Johnson has them running this wide-open offense. It doesn't matter who's out there. You see TJ Hawkinson step up. You see Josh Reynolds step up. Jamal mm -hmm. Williams is a very underrated player, but okay. he looked just fantastic, yeah. and I think that Jared Goff is doing what he does best. It's a – he's a system quarterback, yep. and when he's surrounded by talent, he was quarterback four overall years back, yep. and now he's quarterback six – for the season, and I think we would all bet that he finishes inside the top twelve. Yeah. Uh, but that guy Ben Johnson needs a needs a head coaching job. I yeah. And we'll and we'll see if it holds up because you know we don't even have a full year's worth of game tape. But I one thing that I love about Ben Johnson in terms of just like reading some quotes was he saw how good Amon Ra was and felt like he was the best player. And I mean I think we can can probably you know uh, you know in the receiving and he designed the offense and tailored it towards him. Around you know? him. You know, and so I think like, and then you have Campbell. You know, uh, what was Campbell uh, in, in the league? Uh, uh, o lineman, tight end. He was, a, he he was, was a, a tight end. He's a tight end. Yeah, I and think you, see, was, you see, yeah, you you see Campbell come in and and really just allow Johnson to, you know, do what he does. You know, not micromanage. Be a leader of men. He saw something that you know didn't work. He made the switch. He's seeing that it's working, and he's allowing him to do his thing. So. I love that on both levels. And, you know, who knows where Ben Johnson is going to go, you know, be a couple of years from now. But if, I think if he can kind of continue that mentality, continue to be innovative and do what most offensive coordinators should do, tailor, you know, their offense around their best players. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. You know, uh, that guy needs a head coaching job likely. So. Wait wait till he gets his hands on Jamison Williams. Oh, 100%. Like, wait, wait till he gets into the fold. That's going to yeah. open up the offense to a whole nother level. So it's actually yeah. kind of exciting if I was a Lions fan. So let, let's do a quick rapid fire. I'll go to you, Abib. We'll go to Dale. And then, Theo, if you have any to add from previous weeks. I know things change daily. So if you're looking to, right now, your biggest sell and who would be your biggest buy? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh, it's the biggest buy. I think we're hearing, uh, I think Austin Martin dropped this in one of our group uh, chats about uh, oh, Hall. you're gonna say it. Yeah, <laughs> that's still him. Well, I'm not gonna use him, I'm not gonna use him. Uh, no, but I agree, ahead, I, do agree. <laughs> I do agree with it. Well, <laughs> uh, I you gotta, think, you you gotta know, say it now, man. You gotta, you gotta drop say it now. now. Yeah, you gotta, guys, smash the like, smash the like so he drops it. Yeah. Come on, 
No, so I think uh, who I'm looking at are actually quarterbacks. Uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, a buy, I'm trying to avoid the guys who are coming off big weeks. And again, like I said, the fantasy community is smart. So even though Brees Hall didn't just absolutely dominate, they probably saw the, you know, the touches, the carries, you know, the usage percentage compared to Michael Carter. And I think everybody's now under the assumption, okay, this is likely Brees Hall's backfield to some degree moving forward, right? Uh, but for me, when I'm looking at buying, I'm looking at, you know, buying a guy that, you know, right now you say the name, people just give you this like, ugh, like this, like I got this bad taste in my mouth type look. And so I'm looking at two guys, Russell Wilson and uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, Russell Wilson, for one, uh, you know, it's a new offense, okay? So I think it's just going to take some time. He's got to get used to the new weapons. Uh, Judy was kind of, you know, in and out of the offensive lineup. Uh, there's some other guys that may be coming back whose names shall not be mentioned. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one big thing is that they lost Javante Williams, you know? And I think that that's a huge, huge hit. You know, we love to kind of get in the idea of, okay, Javante's out, Mike Boone's in, let's add him on the waiver wire, almost one-for-one replacement. And I think this offense is not going to be able to run the ball and move the, you know, the ball the way that they want to. The defense is good, but it's not that good to be able to hang with the likes of the Raiders, the Chargers, and uh, the Chiefs, and any other powerful offenses uh, in this league. So he's going to have to throw for this team to have a chance. And I think when you put Russell Wilson in a situation where he has to lead his team, that's when he shines. You know, we were kind of uh, I think we talked about it on our pod a week ago about Russell Wilson and whether or not to start him this week. And I was like, I'm starting him, you know, no qualms about it, because I felt like the Raiders were likely going to be up in that game. And I felt like he was going to have to be Russ like. And that's when we finally saw him scramble. We saw an RPO. You know, he took a, you know, it was a rushing TD. So. I think, you know, is he going to play great? I don't think so, you know. And he, he'll have some games where he just, you know, he looks like the old Russ. But I think out of necessity, he's going to have to put up numbers. And I think now, you know, he's going to have to earn that contract or at least be used, you know, as if, as his contract states. Because they, Melvin Gordon and I think uh, Boone are just not going to be able to carry them on the ground the way we want. And I could be wrong. And then Kyler Murray, uh, just from the standpoint – I hate the offensive court. I shot. Let me let me step back. Okay, I'm not a fan of the offensive coordinator, the head coach. I know the head coach is likely the one calling plays and likely the one designing the offense. Uh, but I still think Kyler Murray is a talent in certain ways. You know, maybe he has difficulty, re- you know, seeing the middle of the field or reading defense, but he's still an elite talent with an elite arm, and he's going to have elite weapons here very soon. And if everyone's healthy, uh, I think he's someone who could really surprise. I think, you know, having Marquise Brown being able to run more deep routes when we get a possession receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. We also have, you know, Rondell Moore in the fold. We have Zach Ertz, who's reliable. Uh, you know, some decent RBs who can boast, you know, uh, who can catch the ball out of the backfield as, as well as split out wide. I think that's going to open up the field more to where it's going to be very, very difficult to leave a spy and to be able to uh, have your defense uh, structure to where it's got to keep an eye on whether or not whether or not uh, Murray's running. So I think that'll open up lane. So I think we'll see an improvement in the passing game. I think we'll also see, uh, you know, an improvement in the rushing game, or at least I'm hoping. My shares are hoping anyway. D-Hops, D-Hops doesn't hurt. And uh, yeah. Abib, I wrote about the, the guy you're trying to not talk about. I can read your mind. If you're you, we, all know, we, all, we all know. We all know. We all know. We can say his name. Yeah. Greg Nelson. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. There you everybody go. Knows. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for, so for me, 
Go ahead. No, no, go. I was gonna say he's, he's in a couple taxis. Go ahead. Dave. Yeah. So right. for me, um, I'm not really a, a specific player type person. I'm more of a a, a type uh, as far as what I'm buying. I'm trying to buy as many rookies as I can right now. Um, I think all these rookies, as they get more acclimated to the league and the game speed, they're going to increase in value quite a bit as we go through the season. Um, you can even see we were talking about Sky Moore in our last episode about how up to this point he hasn't really done much. But if you really pay attention to his snap count yesterday night against the Bucks, he played quite a bit. You know, he played more than we've seen thus far. Um, and he looks good with the ball in his hands. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing where he's just trying to really understand the plays well or or a, a certain assignments. But once he gets that figured out, he's the type of player where right now you can get him for real cheap because um, you probably have an owner that's really frustrated with him on the team. Um, but by the end of the season, he can be, you know, somebody that can help you get to that championship. Um, another guy I'm looking at right now is Alec Pierce. Um, he's a guy people kind of forgot about. This is a guy that was drafted in the early second round. Um, good as far as body type, tall, lanky, uh, good speed. Um, not much competition over there in, um, in um, Indianapolis. I mean, you have Paris Campbell, who had a shot, hasn't really done anything. You've had Ashton Doolin, who... Did a little bit, um, but wasn't consistent. Um, and neither of them took the job. You know, Alec Pierce came back and he already got, what, four catches for 80 yards yesterday. Um, and again, he's still trying to figure it out after dealing with some injuries. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of targeting him. Um, I know people are a little frustrated with Christian Watson, um, but he was still the first player drafted in the second round um, for a Packers team that needed help. Now, Romeo Dobbs looking great, you know, definitely not taking anything from that. But um, just knowing that, you know, there's another person that's out there that possibly could be a significant part of the offense. I don't want to just kind of ignore that, you know. And always I tell Chris and Abby all the time, all these rookies right now that we're drafting or that we're picking up in like these middle late rounds or for low value, come draft season next year, all these guys are going to be highly sorted out. You know, they're going to be players that, you're going to – kind of like your Jamar Chase this year. Jamar Chase last year was drafted in like the fifth, sixth round. This year he was going in the first round. Um, so same thing with Pittman-type players. So I'm, I'm always trying to look for these rookies who I feel like they have the talent, but they just haven't been able to fill that that role yet. Um, but it's coming, you know. Um, so that, that's the kind of people I'm buying. As far as the people I'm selling, I'm not a James Robinson guy. Um, I know the fantasy points have looked good. But just when I watch them out there, now they, they've, they've had success as far as the Jaguars, so, you know, they've been able to, to have good game scripts. But even if you look at yesterday's game, Travis Etienne, I think, outsnapped James Robinson. Um, and with James Robinson not scoring a touchdown, he, he didn't really give you the type of output he's been giving you up to this point. Um, and that's a little concerning, you know, especially now they're using Jermichael Hasty in the game as well. So now it's becoming a three-man split. So he's a player I'm kind of selling right now, especially if you can get something for him. Um, yeah, so th those are the guys I'm really buying and selling right now. And I, I like your call about the rookies, um, and I love the Alec Pierce call. He's really flashed the last, like, two weeks, and nobody's talking about him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this this past week he had, like, 80 yards, four, four catches, um, and he was a, he was a day-two pick. And people are just kind of ignoring it. I think that, and I'm a big Michael Pittman guy, but I think that there's a chance that we get to the the next summer 
And Alec Pierce is a lot closer to Michael Pittman in dynasty value than, than a lot of people would want to see. I think he's mm-hmm. just a very good, explosive, athletic, big wide receiver. Um, right now, I think that if I'm not a contender, I'm looking to – and we're talking dynasty here. If I'm not a contender, I'm looking to sell off some of my running backs um, that are a little bit older. Right now, the top 10 running backs – Russell Clay put out a tweet today. And right now, the, the top 10 running backs, only one of them – or excuse me, two of them are 24 or younger. Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are 24 and 23. Josh Jacobs seems like he's like 29, but he's only 24. <laughs> um, and the rest of them are all older. So Nick Chubb, um, Saquon Barkley, I would not sell off because I think he's going to gain dynasty value as the season moves along. He looks mm-hmm. that good. I think he could be the number one pick next year or the number one running back drafted. But if I'm not, if I'm realistically not, not a contender, I'm, I'm seeing what I can get for Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's already been a little banged up this year. Um, he's a great, great player, but he'll be 27 to start next season. Um, and then I, again, I I really liked, uh, Dio's call on the rookies. I think this is another rookie class where I think last year, a lot of people were selling off their, their late, uh, first round picks, mid to late first round picks for a random 2023 one. I think a lot of people would like to do that over again when it comes to Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Um, you know, the, we haven't even seen Jameson Williams on an NFL field, but I feel like he's going to be one of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, George Pickens has flashed. Brees Hall looks fantastic. Um, so there's a lot of guys who have flashed already, um, young wide receivers. And I think that it's it looks like a better class than, than we gave credit to. And I think it'll they'll be you'll continue to see guys kind of break out from it. You saw Damian Pierce have a massive game this past weekend. Um, so this rookie class is, is already making impacts. Yeah, you're gonna have to watch the show, guys, to see my uh, my cell right there. You guys see that? <laughs> That's an interesting one. But Come people on. are not paying. You know, like I feel like people were saying that last week, and then he scores another two touchdowns. But it's exactly, like, so price goes up. Price goes up. Pay for price it, Yeah, but I, you know, I have a counter to it, and this is not obviously non-dynasty. My counter to that would be that. You know, maybe this just is what it is. Not necessarily like multiple TDs on a weekly basis. You mean with CX? Yeah. If yeah. you're in a high-powered offense, like, you know, sometimes – and again, he was going – I mean, he was kind of going anywhere from as high as late fifth, which wasn't very often, but to as late as, you know, eighth round. To me, he's just a guy – he's a running back that's like, you know, uh, still trying to figure it out as a running back, but I think – he looks better than I think people want to give him credit for. But in the end, he's just in a high-powered offense that potentially has a high return as far as TDs, both on the ground and in the air. Yeah. He's still using multiple guys on the uh, on the goal line, but they're doing multiple things on the goal line. Sometimes he'll go goal line carries and sometimes not. Sometimes I feel like they just want to, like, operate, you know, where you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get it. Like, everybody gets a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw Noah Gray get a touchdown. We saw they tried to force feed uh, uh, McKinnon three or – I think it was like two or three goal line touches. That's not McKinnon. Yep. You know, they tried to get Isaiah Pacheco down there. I mean, and then I'm sure at some point we'll – Noah Gray, Noah Gray, Gray directs direct snap. Yeah, Noah directs. Gray. I mean, you know, so – That was awesome, by the way. That was dope. Yeah. Fantastic. But like, if you're going to pick an offense – He was yeah. out for blood last night. Yeah. But, I mean, I, but I, I agree. Like, if, if people are valuing him as a, like, uh, locked-in – uh, high to mid RB1, then sell, then sell. 
Pacheco looked good last night too, man. Yeah, he did. Pacheco he did. looked like he looked real good, like a you, solid. You can runner. tell they're, they're starting to trust more with the rookies because Pacheco and, like you said, even Sky Moore, man, you just saw him on the field yeah. more often, you know. Yeah. All right, guys, Theo's realm here, Mister Waiver Wire, the OG Live Wire guy. Check it out weekly. Theo drops uh, a show uh, as well as his article at Player Profiler. What's a what's a waiver wire down? I know you don't want to give away the secrets, so maybe you give you know, uh, comment on the, the more obvious guys. I don't know. Give give us a little something, uh, Abib. We'll start with Abib. Come on, give us a little something here with. Uh, I mean, just know if you're in my league, you got to play. You got you got to pay. You got you got to pay. Like, there you go. <laughs> you know, who you going to? After you're going to have to pay. I'm a I price enforce. Okay, I don't care if I need them or not. Who, who, who are you going after though? Uh, I mean, everybody should be going after Mike Boone. If you're not even putting in a dollar bid for so, Mike Boone, so Mike Boone you know, is the he's the top waiver ad this week. Is that is that the consensus? I'm not saying saying necessarily. I'm saying yeah, you should. It'll be you'll be hard pressed to not find something on your in a deep bench league, something on your bench where Mike Boone can't potentially you know knock off one player if not two. Uh, but I think I think he's one. Uh, <laughs> I want to I want to hear a little bit more about the uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor injury. Uh, you know, I'm hearing some things about some rumblings about Deion John, you know, Jackson. I think everybody's kind of overlooking Philip Lindsay. Um, so who, who, who knows? Who knows? And maybe it's just Hines. Maybe it's just more through the air. I don't I really don't think you want Matt Ryan back there just, you know, tossing the pill around. So they're going to have to find somebody on the ground. Um, so if that if that looks like it's a true high ankle sprain and we probably may not know until tomorrow, uh, then I'll be probably be looking at, you know, taking a dollar stab. In that backfield, we've talked about the tight end, uh, Greg Dulcich, um, you know, uh, in, in the places where I like absolutely need a tight end. Uh, we may, you know, I, I, may, I may look there. Uh, uh, Bellinger is a guy that Dale's brought up uh, literally since the season began. Um, if, I, if I'm like tight end, needy, tight end, starving, you know, eventually the Giants are going to be in a game script where they're down by like multiple TDs and they have to throw the ball. And right now they just have absolutely no wide receiving weapons. Uh, mm -hmm. So that'll be, you know, a player that, uh, you know, in tight end premium FFPC that I'm looking at. Uh, and then as far as wide receivers, I think you guys kind of, uh, you know, touched on uh, the uh, Alec Pierce's of the world. Uh, and then guys get dropped. I mean, mm -hmm. even in high stake yeah. leagues, uh, Scott Moore, it was on the waiver wire last week. So I picked him up last week. You know, I saw Darnell Mooney on the waiver wire. And I know, gross, ah, nasty taste in the mouth, gross. Uh, I, you know, I'll still pick him up because you never know. You like one thing that Dale uh, has taught me um, is, man, just pick up talent. You know, like draft talent. When when because I'm a, I'm definitely like a, a situations guy, and I used to be like all situation. The situation's great. Insert player X, and like he'll produce to some degree. But it definitely is like I think if you if you just gravitate towards talent, eventually the situation will change and fluctuate to where now that talent. <laughs> becomes useful. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, if there's talent on the waiver wire, like a guy that we were high on, George Pickens was another guy. I saw him dropped in a couple leagues. I picked him up last week, you know, and now look what's happening. And now, you know, we got Pickett coming in and who knows who he's going to favor. If he decides to favor the rookie over Deontay, you know, if he decides to, you know, look downfield a little bit more. If they have that rookie that, connection, man. They came, yeah. to the, came in together. So he realizes that Claypool has, you know, you know, his hand score is like 10. 15 Claypool on gave me a zero yesterday. <laughs> Claypool is uh, dead to me right now. Like, what the hell? Oh, um, uh, yeah. So for me, my um, my waiver wire ad, and 
Oh, uh, Theo, if you got these, you know, you know, you can stop me. But I think y'all should be looking at that Falcons backfield. Yes. Um, specifically, I think y'all should go see where Damian Williams is at right now. It's a great um, call. I think because if you go back and watch the first game of the season with the Falcons, Damian Williams was a starting running back. He got hurt very early in the game, but he started off, I think, five, six straight plays. He got the first set of carries, um, and then they put him on IR. So we just – you didn't really get to see what they really had in store for him. Um, and, you know, Patterson came in, did his thing, and Patterson kind of got everything. So it was almost like Patterson just kind of took the job and ran from it or ran away with it. But now that Patterson's on IR, I think they're going to revert back to the guy they trust. And he should be coming off of uh, – I'm talking about Damian Williams. He should be coming off of IR this uh, next week. Yeah, he's so, eligible. That's exactly it. He's eligible to return next week from, from IR. Yeah. yeah. And, and not just they him, also, but – go ahead. I'm sorry. They also had him out for the first third down as well. So they had him oh. as a as a three down back ahead of Cordero Patterson. Uh, so I think that's a fantastic call. But keep yeah. going. And, and not just him, but you know, and if you if you just are strapped with cash, you just want to just throw a dart. Maybe look at Caleb Huntley. You know, another running back there. And, and kind of what Abby was saying as far as drafting or picking up talent. You never know what is going to happen situation wise with these teams. Um, and the biggest equalizer is honestly injuries. Um, one thing we talked about was how we got on Dearness Johnson last year. Um, he was the third running back on the team, and then that was the, the week Hunt was hurt and Chubb was a starter. And it was almost like, you know, just pick this guy up and just see what happens because if the yep. guy in front of him gets hurt, he becomes the guy. You know, we, we know he has the ability to produce if given the opportunity. Um, so players like that, they're just – kind of so cheap that everybody just kind of ignored but you can see just a, a avenue as far as them getting those touches and with the running back it's one of those positions where opportunity is king you know it's right once you get a, a, the opportunity you can really produce with it now once everybody's healthy you know all bets are off but you know this is a game of attrition you know this is a this is a, a gladiator sport you know people get hurt every play you know so you don't know what's going to happen and that's one big thing I always try to to stress, like we don't really know what's going to happen. We we can we can predict, we can assume, mm -hmm. we can we can hope, but in reality, we don't even know what's going to happen ten minutes from now. So with that going into into effect, you know, you want to kind of pick these guys where it's like, if some random thing happens, can I see this occurring for this player? If the answer is yes, then you know I'll, I'll take a shot at the guy. So yeah, there's a number of handcuffs that are available, like you know. Like clear handcuffs that are available on the waivers. Uh, those guys, a lot of those guys, should be rostered uh, in certain situations if you can, if you can afford it. Oh, oh. Also, by the way, and Abby mentioned this too. Uh, there's a lot of good players being dropped that you can pick up. And if you're playing FFPC, one of the things I like to do is when I go to my um, the bid uh, screen, I go all the way to the right where it says own percentage, and I just click that own percentage button, and it it lines it up according to highest percentage owned to lowest percentage owned, you'll find so many gems there. Like, whoa, 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 J.D., is this behind a paywall? I, I do I do that. <laughs> I, 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 I can talk about it being space. He wasn't like Look, look, they invited me on the show, so I'm just letting it all out right I, 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 do the, I do the same thing on the FF, on, uh, <laughs> MFL, on MFL. Like those, yeah. those leagues. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna tweet, tweet out uh, Dio's uh, Venmo after anybody wants to – or the first and 15 yeah. Patreon, one of the two. Dio's not, he, well. didn't, he didn't even give me this much information. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what it is with y'all. You we know, got. No, we, I gotta find we out. Got, after the fact. When I get the camera on me, I don't know. I just, just, I 
I just get free, I guess, you know. So uh, we love yeah, it. Man. I, I we appreciate Rondell Robinson. I was picking up Kadarius Tony. Rondell Moore is out on some of my leagues. Like I'm picking these guys up for nothing. It's like, dude, shopping spree. Just like I'll take, yeah. some I'll take some of that. Like, yeah. and and I think that that's a that's a, a great point by Dio. Is uh, like a lot of times when you get to this time of waivers, especially when you're managing multiple rosters. A lot of people listening to this might have ten or more teams. <laughs> Uh, some of us won't even say the amount of teams we have for IRS purposes, uh, but we have a lot of we have a lot of teams. And I think that when you go through waivers, you say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to go through and I'm going to look for Mike Boone. I'm going to put in my Mike Boone bids, right. put in my Alex Pierce." You do the same guys every single league, and you might overlook a couple of guys. And I think using the the ownership percentage or however you want to, you know sorted out you could go with fantasy points all that kind of stuff yeah. um you might you might see a guy that's available that, that maybe shouldn't be available and i like uh i like your guys call about uh dulcich i think he's obviously a guy that you want to be ahead of the curve on um people are real, very high on him okay. real quick with dulcich real quick if y'all go back and watch the denver broncos uh, website or their twitter account and there's a tweet they put out when they drafted dulcich how excited the whole draft room was about him and how they were Talking about talking about how he had soft hands, because I think they traded the pick first, and they were nervous whether he was going to be back when they came back up. You just kind of see how they were just so happy to actually get him on the team. So a player like that, you just kind of have to take note when the team is that excited about adding him to the organization. Keep in mind, it's a it's a new coach coaching regime, yeah. and uh, I used to tell Abby and Chris all the time, I don't want any Alberto. Like I don't want him on my team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why do you got to be like that, man? Why do you got to be like that? Yeah, I, we, I we have zero him. Alberto because of him. Yeah, <laughs> good, that's good. You like you. Honest, so. That's good. That's good. Announcers, announcers will not be having to uh, look up the pronunciation for yeah. Oakland right. Bruno. That's probably why they don't play. They don't want to say his name. Yeah. They don't want to. Now they have to figure out: Do I say Algier or Algier? Yeah. <laughs> so there's always there's always the next one. But I yeah. think Wandell Robinson. If you're in a home league, uh, being a week ahead with Damian Williams. Wandell Robinson, um, Gus Edwards is interesting. Um, I still like Justice Hill, but Gus Edwards is free right now. Yeah. Um, and and Dulcich, but yeah, it's Mike Boone this week is is going to be the guy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much people bid for him. Melvin Gordon has four fumbles. Yeah. This uh, this year, so that's one thing that like like Melgo should be the goal line back um, and should be the short yardage back and should see a bump up. But at the end of the day, if you keep coughing it up. And you're a little bit older, yeah. um, Mike. Mike Boone, you know, could be, have a little more juice than than people give credit to. Mike Boone should be the receiving back, and Mike Boone actually outsnapped Gordon uh, this past week um, yeah. when Javante Williams went down. So Mike and Boone's going to be a hurt. big, yeah, a hundred percent. He's already on the injury list, so yeah, he's going to get hurt. Mike, <laughs> price enforcement will be interesting, and I think it's like if I'm RB needy in an NFFC or FFPC league that I have to seriously considering go, going heavy on Boone just on the uh, yeah. the chance of what he could be. And it's finally a running back situation where he's where we see a guy that's <laughs> that's available in every single 20-man league. So it's going to be right. maybe a – you're going to see some crazy Mike Boone bids this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, – I, would y'all say Javante is the first running back this season that's like the first like high-end running back that's been injured for, this, for the year? Like he, is he the so. first one? Except for Travis Etienne, which injured my ego. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, oh, sadly. Well, let me ask y'all this: um, what what do y'all make of the Chargers' backfield? Because I've I've been trying to figure that out for like three years now. Um, I don't know who the handcuff is. One day I think I got to figure it figured out, and the next 
day that give the other running back all the carries, and it's like I don't know what to do there. So what do y'all think with the Chargers? So I think it's if if it was one week, it would be Josh Kelly. But if God forbid Austin Eckler goes down for the season, I think that Isaiah Spiller would would have a say in it, even though we haven't seen him yet. Um, but again, it's it's such a choppy choppy situation there's a chance it could just be a committee as well so that's josh, a, josh that's kelly's a, a tease one. man he teased us in the preseason you know you think he's got the job and then you got the rookie who gets injured so it's hard to say man uh sony michelle comes in blurs up the picture even more yeah. it's just dirty you know so i don't i don't think you want to go near there unless you have eckler um yeah. i don't know personally i'm staying away for now or you keep the rookie you know on the on your taxi squad just because you you've got the the freshest uh, piece that might pop yeah, yeah. Don't stay away too much, JD. You never know, man. That's what we say. You never know. True. Well, I, I was looking at guys right now, like the, like Theo was talking about the top running backs right now. There's a this, that's exactly why you never say never in the off season. You give it percentages. You know, even if you get a guy on one, look yeah. at look at Miles Sanders, man. I I the last live draft I did on this stream, guys were giving me beef because I was in a Miles Sanders guy all off season. And look, he's like third in rushing right now yeah. <laughs> in the NFL. You know, so. You never say never. We don't know shit. We talk about that very often on this show, and yeah. I think both our shows follow that same philosophy, and that's probably why we approach the game very similarly. So, guys, this has been awesome. As usual, we didn't even get halfway through the show sheet. We have we we could we could go with you guys for literally four hours. Let's do it again another day. So we're gonna 100%. get you. We're gonna get you on for a full goat district, so we can go the you know we can stretch it more. Maybe we'll we might have to send a beeb and deal with some funds, you know, to keep them in, to keep them in that long. <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys giving us uh, your time tonight. Remind the people where they can find you. Uh, maybe let the peeps. Who's your most owned player uh, right now? If if you're willing to share, but as as we close this out, and and you remind the peeps where they can find you out there in Twitterland and the show that uh, we love so much. Uh, yeah, uh, most owned player, Wandell Robinson. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. You know what? It's still, it's still early. It's still early. So yeah. he's just waiting in the wings. He's waiting in the wings. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter at Skywalker2000, S-K-W-A-L-K-A, 2000 at Yahoo.com. Not a Skywars reference. And the show, first and 15th on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube, it is a video pod. You know, we try to get together and do it in a kind of, you know, a more informal type uh, format. So if you get a chance to check out the YouTube, uh, we would love yeah. that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just, you know, JD, Theo, man, thanks for having us on. Uh, we love, like I said, you guys stay in the rotation. Uh, love you guys and, and appreciate uh, appreciate being here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, real quick, Abby. Have you ever explained to people where your your name come from? Like we don't got, we don't got time for that. Monday night football. We don't got time for that. All right. <laughs> no, I want to know. Give us give us the version. What is Skywalker? I mean, you know, it's just you know, I used to yeah, I used to have hoop dreams. Uh, used to you know, used to think I was a little something, and the term yeah. just comes from like you know, thinking you could walk on the sky. Thought you'd be Michael Jordan or something like that. So. That's awesome. Walk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in another lifetime. Right. <laughs> Maybe Ooh, a dream even. <laughs> so there you go, folks. It's not, it is not a Star Wars reference. It's a basketball reference. You know, it's funny because when I saw people talking about Star Wars, I was like, why are they talking about Star Wars? It hit me later. I was like, oh, Skywalker. Yeah. I was like, it just threw me off. So, yeah. I would have never guessed that. I love that story. Like, so I'm so my most owned player is um, Tyler Conklin, my most owned player. 
Nice. My second most on player is the Jaguars defense. So my my most my most uh, owned player right now. I just pulled up Dynasty, so I, I ignored the redraft. But Dynasty and FFPC is Jalen Warren and Naheem Hines. I have a ton of. So I, I, have, I have those guys on every team. It seems like. But I'll, I'll just brag on this one. I'll give myself a pat on the back. I have twenty nine point six percent Pat Fryermuth right now in my Dynasty teams. Love it. So I'm just yeah. going to enjoy enjoy Muth for yeah. many many years to come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm at uh, I got Bateman and Wandell Robinson, T. Higgins and Khalil Herbert, my foremost. Uh, they're kind of really close. Yeah, are loving life right now. Very nice, JD. My so, so we basically all have our host pinned on Wandell Robinson, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have twenty. I have twenty six percent. Twenty six percent Wandell Robinson. Oh, you don't even want to know my percentage. Every day, like, is he practicing? <laughs> all right, guys. Wandell Robinson. Enjoy the game tonight. Big game tonight, San Fran and, and, and the Rams. Hope you guys get all the points you need. Enjoy uh, the week, and we'll check you all later. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's a... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. I like watching y'all. I, li I like watching y'all's video all the time because I see all those Texas players. And I'm like, man, the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> those are the good old days. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, you guys have any good bets on tonight's games? I just realized this might be the first game in a while where I don't have anything on it. You got any? I, I don't have anything either. Actually, I've been busy at work today, so I didn't really get to look at it. But we'll see what happens. I, I have some fantasy. A lot of fantasy skin in the yeah, game. I have, a, I have a team. A team that needs uh, Cooper Cup points. I have a team that needs Debo Samuel points. And then uh, Andrew Geller, Andrew Schellenberg and I, the guilds uh, and, and, and Andrew and I have a uh, main event team and we need like 20 something points out of Kittle and Brandon Ayuk in an FFPC main event. So we're, we're due to do a podcast tomorrow night, the three of us, like a, like a team catch up, like half uh, Millie Billies, but mm. that'll be canceled if we don't get the points from, uh, from Kittle and Ayuk. That'll be our <laughs> Our main event, Theo, we need, uh, what, six points from Cooper Cup tonight. So let's let's hope he gets it's, us. It's, it's in the bag, J.D. Why even talk about it? It's in the bag. Hey, no, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You say stuff whoa, like that and whoa, the injuries happen. Whoa, 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 Theo. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a call for anybody still watching. 